Welcome back, everybody, to HCOM 200. My name is Daniel Canlario, and today we are discussing the, psycho the topic of the psychology of evil. I have a new guest joining us today. Would you like to introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, hello. My name is Andrew Martinez, currently at Tentianza. Uh, my current degree is Economics for Transfer. And yeah, I'm just here to talk with you guys today. So, what do you have any type uh, of, uh, you know, um, do you know anything about the psychology of you, Angel? Uh, no, sir. Uh, very limited. Uh, uh, All right, so. From my understanding, uh, what what Philip Zimbardo said, like in his TED talk, he, he created this Lucifer effect. So basically, it's the Lucifer effect is, is the power to control people, right? So it's just like a celebration of the mind, you know, infinite capacity to make it behave, you know, kind of cruel, caring, you know, indifferent. So what I've uh, you know, encounter with it is if you give people power without oversight, it's a prescription for abuse. You know, do you, do you seem to agree with that? If you give people power without oversight, it's a prescription for abuse. Without oversight, definitely. Um, absolute power leads to absolute corruption. So, in a sense of what's everything's happening right now with the cops and you know, with the uh, abusing their power. In what sense do you think, like, them having a camera or just them being on their own and, you know, pulling over people and, you know, do you feel like it's an oversight for them to abuse that power against a minority or how, how do you feel about that? I believe that under the right circumstances with the right repercussions, it could be very useful. Um, however, there's an extensive uh, history of cops using... Um, either turning off their cameras or the police department themselves just straight up just getting rid of mm -hmm. it. Um, I don't think it it definitely counts as oversight more and the more responsible more um, definitely the more uh, televised of um, departments however it falls in regards in a lot of the more rural perhaps more um, not even more rural maybe just the more um, conservative or pro-police states mm -hmm. so what steps do you think uh, creates evil like what leads to evil in a person uh, I believe that there may be well definitely a lack of oversight and also a sense of um, sort of a warped perception of the world or at least a privileged perception of the world because many of the people of the evil things people do mm -hmm. they they don't think it's evil they think it's right yeah. um, and that's due to ignorance you know mm -hmm. they so, don't know what they're doing or they don't have a uh, a point of reference mm -hmm. so what uh simbardo uh, explains you know there's seven social processes which you know at least evil so the first so the first one so Mainly, it's, it's mainly five, you know, the main basic ones. And it's mindlessly taking the first small step, right? It's, you know, is dehumanizing people. Um, the individuation of self, you know, anonymity. And diffusion of personal responsibility. So they just, you know, these take the way of not being responsible for what happens. And in just a blind obedience of, of authority, you know, like overusing that. 
uh, power and you know just mainly just over controlling the person and the situation. Yeah. So now it comes to uh, yeah. all these evil scandals with um, and there's ten big scandals uh, I like to talk about, which is the Briex mining scandal. So technically, you know, in Canada they found like a mining place and they said, oh, there's a lot of gold. Oh, uh, you know how a lot of people just jump to a, of a mining place. So technically, from that yeah. they basically uh, made over six billion Canadian dollars. You know, which is a lot. And then we got the yeah. IBM and the Nazis. So it's a, IBM played an integral role during the Holocaust in Poland, which they uh, they did. They were like punch cards, and, they, and IBM printed those out. So IBM IBM collected their profits just right after the war. So they, you know, people were trying to hold them accountable. Like, hey, like you're the f- person that helped the Nazis do all this print and make their paperwork nice and neat. And then um, make sure you know yeah. this one, which is the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, you know, by the by the Gulf yeah. of Mexico. So all these like big corporations just cheap out on some certain things. And then we got the Lemon Brothers bankruptcy, you know, which is uh, which is like a bank's poor financial position. You know, a great example of yeah. culture access causing worldwide suffering to billions of people. So it made a lot of people bankrupt. And then we got the Tyco International Theft, which you know happened around uh, 2000, early 2000s, and which was uh, through the success of the security system com- company known as Tyco. So they did that, and to able to they made about 150 million dollars through this, through that fake security, and uh, as well, they were able to cover cover this lie with just saying like, oh yeah. They, these these payments were bonuses and blah blah blah, and then we got the Bobo disaster. Have you heard about that one? Uh, no. <laughs> so, and it happened in 1984, which is you know a disaster in India. So it's a gas leak, pretty much with the Union Carbide Indian Limited um Prisitite plant, which about killed 16,000 people and more. And so pretty much the CEO didn't really do much about it. He was like, oh, he just kind of like waved it off and the U.S. didn't want to hold him accountable. So but then we got the FIFA corruption case. I'm pretty sure you know that one. Yep. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, corruption, you know, suspicion through that. And they were able to confirm that in 2005. So uh, 18 individuals were in the, uh, were charged with it, including with money, money laundering and wire fraud, you know. So they pretty much, as you know, they're like, oh, we're going to have the new FIFA World Cup in this location, blah, 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 so on. And then we got the number three, which be WorldCom accounting fraud, which uh, uh, during the time, which was to the end of 2002, they were called as the biggest bankruptcy. So in the early 2000s, the company was using a complex scheme of adjusting books to hide the conservative losses. So they're like, oh, yeah, like, we're making this much, but in reality, they were just freaking losing a lot of money and just not yeah. being able to um, sustain so much. And so from this, they were able to obtain $18 billion and stealing from people. And then we got uh, one of the other biggest ones, which is comes at number two, which is the Volkswagen emission. So technically, they use very like bad software to uh, emission and test results, which resulted to um, the company being, which being 11 million of the cars being affected. 
and which is uh pretty bad because um they were also you know kind of responsible for certain um deaths since um their tests weren't able to detect certain gas leaks and stuff like yeah. that, which is very big for the environment and people to breathe. Yeah. And we got uh, then we got the worst scandal, which is the Enron scandal. And so within the month, there was like the biggest company in the world. And then with that, also with the next month, they were also bankrupt right away. And with this, it just it just an accounting firm just failed to report. Uh, the leaders or the, the CEO, which is um, Enron. And for this, it escalated to a point where they created $100 billion that they, they stole from the people from creating loopholes and poor financial reporting. Okay. So, so from that, why do you think, what certain point of evil let them do this? Um, do you think it's the money that created these people to act on these evil acts? Uh, I believe it's just the exchange of power. I mean, in this reality, money is power. Um, no matter how you twist it, no matter how high your position is, uh, people go where the money goes. Money goes the make, uh, makes the world go round. So um, everybody kind of is just subservient to it. Um, it has no inherent value. We choose to believe it has value. And it's all based in the system. Mm -hmm. And so we have to... Um, in this reality, yes, it's money, but, you know, in essence, it's power. And um, it's this very clear lack of oversight that kind of, the oversight is essentially a, like a gap, a gap stop. It just kind of says, like, enough. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it requires it to punish, but in the greater scheme of things, in the global scale, there's no oversight um, to really hold these people um, just take okay your power give it to us and we're just going to give it to somebody else who um probably did the same mistake you did but we're just going to probably either either we don't uh hold you guys accountable or we're just going to let you guys um we're just going to give it to another person who again we'll just continue the process so no oversight at all mm -hmm. and it's just a less power yeah i agree so with that uh what what's your take on like big companies targeting like low income uh, Americans, you know, or people in terms that live in America? Uh, which usually these big companies usually make around six hundred and fifty billion dollars a year for tar from targeting the lower income class, right, the working class. Yeah, and which is making making them buy these certain products or needs you know so they start taking out loans from these companies which with very high interest rate and they're like yeah you know it's manageable payment like you're able you won't you won't be able to not pay these right at, at yeah. that time when they're speaking to you so what sense do you think they have that right to make more americans or people be more more unfun not being able to be financial, financially stable at that point. Um, at that at that point, those companies are essentially gigantic loan sharks. Um, mm -hmm. And at that point, uh, you know, like you see in shows like The Sopranos or something, loan sharks. You know, the enforcers. You know, it's a it's a mob mob boss or gangster. Uh, at this point, the state serves more of a function of the enforcer and really as a source of intimidation and oppression for people of color who 
essentially have to fall to these giant loan sharks who are not protected by the state and encouraged, I'd say so far as to say they're encouraged by the state to prey on these people. And mm -hmm. um, I'd say it's not only race-based, although of course that's the way it's been run, but it's also class-based and it's essentially, you know, it's based on both um, spectrums and um, it's used by the wealthy to, you know, it's one of the many ways that they, to create disillusionment and a sense of um, oppression amongst the people of color. Mm -hmm. So from this, uh, where, what's your take on economic inequality? I believe that we have more than enough to feed everybody in this world. Uh, there's clearly a surplus of both fuel, food, land, and um, uh, resources. Yeah, resources in general. Um, it's just that everything is used to the profit of a select few, uh, a select few who either were um, connected to the right people, um, born in the right place, and who managed to exploit the right amount of people at the right amount of time to make more money than other people who exploit other people at the same time. And um, it's all a system made to keep the ones on top on top and just sort of mm -hmm myth that there's any sort of like movement among classes is um, mm -hmm. further used to kind of enforce it you know mm -hmm. so from this you know uh this inequality and people uh being in depth so they having create uh or trying to find new jobs to be able to pay off those loans so when it comes to this you know uh, i like to jump to the topic of you know how immigrants benefit america right and I'm pretty sure you know about this, too. And people believe that immigrants are taking their jobs. But in reality, they're taking any job they can find, which is usually hard labor. And, you know, they benefit. immigrants benefit from America because, you know, they do very cheap labor. Yeah. And from this, they just keep, uh, you know, society running, you know, from dairy to uh, agriculture to, you know, picking fruit for countless hours right up to 16 hours a day what's you what's your take on you know immigrants in america and why why the government is trying to uh hold well not hold but it's trying to get rid of the working immigrants instead of um finding instead of using their tax in a different way um i believe that they are trying to get rid of the immigrant, I guess, let's say that, um, because they want, they don't really want to, they want to use them as a scapegoat. I mean, America has relied on immigrant labor and slave labor throughout much of its history. America would not be the behemoth it is today without the, uh, you know, the free labor of slaves and the essentially free labor of immigrants. And now American companies no longer work in America. They outsource their employment to countries like Singapore, Bangladesh, China, Taiwan, Vietnam, Vietnam, and essentially American-made products are not made in America. They're made in sweatshops the American will never see and much less ever think of. And so um, I believe they're going to continue to rely on immigrant labor. They um, will continue to, I guess, over... Um, the work of, um, you know, foreign workers. Do you, do you believe that, yeah. 
they believe that there's a certain point where Congress can pass uh, a certain bill which would make it a lot easier for immigrants to hold a working visa? Uh, I believe it's in America's best interest to make uh, the citizenship process a lot more easy, a lot more refined, and a lot more serving the pump less than a filter um, because despite kind of like, you know, popular myth due to uh, the recent political zeitgeist, most immigrants are not criminals. Most immigrants are not um, do harm to this country. They carry the country on the backs because they're willing to do the jobs at rates that nobody wants. And um, they're willing to um, be the ones who get stepped on. So, Well, I want to thank you, Angel, for coming on this podcast. You know, we're going to leave it at that. We had a great podcast today. You know, we had, you brought a lot of interesting points. Yep. And all right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us, Angel. All right. Thank you.